here's something I got really annoyed by the other day. Um, in classic, where's my burrito? Christian freaks out about nothing. Uh, mm. Donut holes. Got into some real big existential fights with my wife about donut holes. <laughs> well, it, you know, we, we had this show called uh, Majority Rules. Um, two episodes. Um, we we kind of put it on on halt, on hiatus oh, uh, since. Back. Since what January of 2019, it's it's been on hiatus. It was too hot. Right? Uh, There's too much pressure from the federal level to stop it. Well, we did a third episode and things got contentious. You know, yeah. it, it got heated, and I think we were like, we, we need to retool this. We need to <laughs> shut it down for a while. It's it's in turnaround. But um, I, I remember you telling me that the donut holes was something that you wanted to like save for that maybe, or that that like reignited your interest, right? It really did because, it, it, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, people would die over these extreme reactions that we had. But it's yeah. not—it's not really about that. I will save the crux of that uh, argument for majority rules because I do think it's a, mm. a great little. I mean, there there are a lot of things that you know you have very strong opinions about that aren't terribly important. You know, give me an uh, example. Name one example. Don't say W. That one's serious as fuck. <laughs> give me another one. I don't. I don't have a list of things. That doesn't mean it's not yeah. true. You're talking out of your ass, McCarty. You got nothing, man. These dark times, and I thought you were coming with facts and shit, but no. Part of the problem, you are. I mean, like eight ninety-five percent of my headspace right now is consumed by coronavirus news. So you know, like anything I had logged away in the Christian files, like right. that's under lock and key right now. I'm sorry. Well, I like that you locked it up. You're like, this is important cargo. This is yeah, cargo. I didn't throw it out. You know, I just it's it's inaccessible to me right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if that's like, cause I get really uh, freaked out about things like, here's another one. Uh, this is something that I don't think is going to be on, um, on Majority Rules. So I will save the donut holes because that's like a little mm. preview because that's going to get contentious. But like yeah. yesterday, because we've been taking our temperatures like daily to make sure that we're not, you know, feverish mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I just broke down the word because like we call it thermometer. But like, just look at it phonetically. It should be thermometer, which makes so much more sense, by the way. Thermometer. It's reading your fucking temperature, like how hot something is. But we can't even call it the we like. Why did we? Is that an American thing, or is that literally like you know, like aluminum, aluminium? Like in in England, are they being mm. like, give me the thermometer? I just want to know. Well, I thought it was like like there, you know, there, 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 and then mom, their mom. The eater, this virus is eating me up. Is this you know? a bit? Is this a bit? Because I want to punch you so bad right now. <laughs> I mean that that is the Latin, you know, etymology of the word Christian. And don't come at me. You know, no, can I, but see, like, I was doing that because thermo is the, the root word. I was I was doing this thing, by the way, with Dolores. I was talking about my my in, in college, and I'm sorry if I've already said this. In college, I had a professor uh, who did mm. world religions, and the world religions teacher admitted that he was a zealot you know he admitted it's like i'm a zealot i'm a big christian but i'm gonna respect all of this he never respected all of it i'm a small christian that's what i want to hear somebody say like i'm a zealot i'm a small christian (laughs) like in stature i'm very low to the ground i have a little center (laughs) of gravity and it helps me pray uh no but he would do that shit all the time where like he's teaching a class there's 25 30 kids and and they're trying to learn about religion and in the Mm. middle of being he's like so of course this religion is monotheistic mono prefix for one theistic theo it's uh fucking means god (laughs) just like would always break like liza minnelli like he would literally Mm -hmm. like like tom cruise minority report fucking put it out there but that little fucking invasive little gremlin of a teacher really got under my skin because now, like, that's all I do. I look at words and I'm like, thermometer, what the 
fuck? And I just get mad at like the, you know, big, 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 big pronunciation for like all co-signing on thermometer. Yeah. I think you need to get this out there, man. I think people need to stop what they're doing right now and address this because this is a scourge, man. It's my not- entire life. I've been wrong. I've been making a fool of myself. And so is the rest of America. But again, is this a... Is there anything more important going on right now than this? I mean, of course there is. There's always something. Name one thing. Other than Rona? Name one. Not even Rona. Other than Rona. Okay. Because we can't talk about Rona without talking about thermometers. Right. We're all making fools of ourselves. Right. This is... Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe you're right. Like the fact that the thermometer, which is the official pronunciation of where's my burrito. I don't think we can ever go back now. Uh, Thermometer is is essential to figuring out whether you even have this Rona thing. So, you know, unless you don't. I just think that the people need to know. I think you need to get out there. You need to call up the CDC. You need to call up the language people. You know, you need to call up, uh, you know, old Teflon Don and just like let them know, hey, new edict going forward punishable by death if you say it the other way sometimes i'm just like look if america's <laughs> heading there can we just get there quicker <laughs> like i really do feel that way and maybe i should oh, like I would be the, the, first the punishable person. by death like fascism let's part get, like can, can we just like start already what i'm saying yeah. is like i don't want to watch the slow uh, precipitous fall of the nation i would rather we just become you know what we're going to become overnight that's and- that's the worst thing because it's like it gives you hope that maybe it'll get better maybe this will be the thing where it turns it around you know, but, but it's just because it's happening so slow, it gives you time to think about it. You know, it was like that time when I was on Shikra at Bush Gardens when it first opened and there was like a malfunction. And if oh, you we don't got know, stuck, right? Yeah. And if yeah. you don't know about Shikra at Bush Gardens, there's a part where it's like a almost completely 90 degree angle drop where the roller coaster will pause as you're hanging before this drop. And it paused for like, minutes so i had all the time in the world to think about this drop and see how high i was and uh it fucking sucked it made it way worse i feel like i'm stuck on shikra right now for the past four or five years well it's like what you're saying is like i want a bullet to the back of the head where i could just walk and live my life and then i'm shot rather than someone to be like hey you pull a gun on you and then shoot you and that's what i'm saying i'm just like put the bullet in our head if that's where we're heading you know yeah like why why draw it out What's with the song and dance, you know? People are sick. People, it's not, it's about, it's about in, inciting fear. It's like the invisible man all over again. He could have killed her at any point. He's invisible. Like, he just wanted to terrorize her. And that's, yeah, that's he just cool. wanted to give her money and then frame her for moites. I mean, yeah, that's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, I like him even more. Well, because there's a real plausible deniability to it. It's just like he might have been abusive, but he left her money. Like he obviously cared about the passwords or her birthday and shit like that. Like, yeah, I just feel like we're that's the relationship we're in with as a country right now with our our democracy slowly. Who who is the invisible man in this? Is it Trump or is it just the general like decline of the American oh, Empire? Yeah, Trump is 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 the is the the like the puppet of it. He's the face, but you know he's not the soul right. reason it's like we've been we've been on this uh journey for a minute i feel you know yeah it's been going on for a while um i don't know some people think this coronavirus thing is like gonna like change things it could be like the thing that like you know spurs
some like change uh, for the better or, or maybe not, you know, maybe it'll just make things worse. It'll probably just get worse. I think I that know. you're going to, I mean, again, not to make this dominated by like the Rona cast or whatever, but I think that we no. are seeing things that we haven't seen before. And it's not about sports not being in play, but it's like movie theaters are really legit. Like we're talking about fundamental changes to the structure of how we've, viewed things and what business models well, are and were i mean literally like the entire system of capitalism failing over the course of just a couple of weeks and thus approaching a depression is insane that it's that fragile that we've been teetering on that knife's edge for like like because you'd think that we'd be able to sustain for at least like a month but literally two weeks we went from up here to like fucking there's no bottom let me be perfectly clear i'm not an economist and i yes i got an a in my ap <laughs> economics class in high school oh, but shit. that's about as far as i go so i don't want to say like oh fucking capitalism blah 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 blah. but it is interesting to me that you're right like unless there is a constant influx of cash much like i don't know drug cartels or like anything <laughs> the entire thing falls apart except that right. i watch narcos and there are times where they can't get product for months and they got a reserve of money so what the fuck are we doing like i don't understand yeah. why everything is shuddering now well like pe people make that it's like become a meme at this point but people make that point where it's like i love how politicians are saying that we need to have every american should have at least three months of money saved up to survive on or three months worth of savings but these big businesses can't survive for two weeks without a constant stream of cash. And it's like, I knew that capitalism was not the most sustainable thing and it takes advantage of people and whatever. I didn't realize it was like this fucking unsustainable. Like that, that, that has been eye opening. Yeah, here's sure. the thing. I don't think anything's going to change on a like uh, governmental level. I, I think especially because the DNC is really throwing their weight behind Biden. It seems like they're just trying to get to a return to normalcy. Whatever. I'm not going to bitch about that now. What I would think <laughs> is that it would be really amazing if there was if Bernie was still like really viable as a candidate and this was going down. Then yeah, maybe like this we can make a distinction yeah. and we need to. I don't think that's that going to happen. That was bad timing for his campaign, man. Like if this shit had happened uh, a month ago. Oh yeah, he, I think he would still be the front runner. He, you know? He'd be the number one boy, you know? Yeah, uh, and so I don't think anything's going to change at the governmental level. What, what I was legitimately thinking, and it's something that we've talked about this show so many times, but I think we've taken like a good 30 episode sabbatical, so it's time to talk about Christian's fascination with uh, plagues and mass extinction, okay? <laughs> because here's, here's my thing. If you look at uh, the, the human scope of history, there are these five major extinction events that have happened. I can't name them, but you know well, what they are. But like, there are five. You know that there are five. Well, that's the whole thing. Ish. We, we hypothesize all the time what that sixth extinction is going to be, uh, I, which is, you know... I think which it's like it's like the dinosaurs shouldn't even count as part of that extinction thing because that was more like asteroids hit and then we weren't getting sun and vegetation and there was like a whole chain of events that yeah. went down there. Um, but it's just like in terms of infectious disease, it's like yeah, every couple thousand years, like we do seem to be like, all right, this one's gonna get really really bad, you know? Mm. And maybe not even that, right? Like a hundred years ago, we had that Spanish flu, which was like holy shit. Yeah, that um, one killed young people. That was what was fucked up about that. Uh, that then that's when people cared. That's when that like, was the that was yeah, that was reverse corona. <laughs> that's actually what made Bernie politically active was as a young twenty-five-year-old during the nineteen eighteen influenza. He's that old, right? That guy's fucking like, yeah. He's impressive. like yeah, he's like over a hundo. Listen, we talk all the time about Tales from the Crypt, and they couldn't remake that because that puppet's owned by somebody. But like Bernie Sanders, Tales from the Crypt, like maybe like he takes over as the keeper, <laughs> like. Beyond the aesthetics, because yes, they're interchangeable. You want to hear something really scary? 
the top 1% <laughs> just lectures you. <laughs> you think there's a pun coming and it never is. It's always about the top 1%. It's just a, a five-minute economic lecture. It is a shame that we have the When only... I was a boy in Brooklyn, college practically free. Now, a system of debt, a prison. That's scary. I fear I... for the youth. I'm just saying. He's like, anyway, here's a chop poker. I say it's my catchphrase, but I'd watch it. I really would. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, I think you know, he's planting seeds in a in a, in a garden. He'll no shade. He'll never get to enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the only way he could really immortalize himself to me. Hills uh, from the crypt. Yeah. Old crypty. I mean, yeah, I think Bernie Sanders is going to have a pretty tremendous, I hope he has a pretty tremendous legacy. It's just, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be the guy to carry it out just the way it's going. But hey, girl? what about my AOC, man? Do you think that she's a real player? She gets a couple more. Like, I mean, I'm not talking the next two. Every, elections. you know, every like interview and video I've seen of her is like super charming. And like, she's very like, good at like those uh question panel things you know like where whenever they bring in somebody like to congress to question them right. um she's fucking excellent at that like i i got no beef with aoc i think she's pretty inspiring man yeah and i think she's like the the problem with bernie is we didn't have a bunch of hers in congress you know because yeah. that's where it gets done um and right. we don't have that support but i think she like is she's a player man in the party and i think in 10 years like you'll hear about her you know yeah i i watched this uh and it was probably like a like a thing or whatever some bullshit but uh i, I saw a video of her going to the bronx to her old neighborhood and she was like you know tending bar or whatever um at the bar she used to work at and shit it was like it was just super adorable she's seeing people on the street and giving them hugs and stuff and being real new york it was great. It's this like we need some of that. Ago, right? This is like not during the height of this. Everyone's social distancing, but AOC's out in the streets. <laughs> She'd be like, and Corona. Like. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, uh, I do think the extinction thing is a little bit more likely than any actual substantive yeah. change. And I think that's well, the fucked up thing. You know, the we rate we're going. Well, we were talking, I mean, I, again, we, we record these on a delay, so it's really hard to be like, it's really funny. I listened to, to our to last episode that just came out and it's me being yeah. like, you know, like apparently the most Americans aren't at risk for this. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, that didn't age well. I, I was listening to that and that's literally, I said that out loud in my apartment to no one in particular. I was like, well, that didn't age well. Like, I'm mad enough to admit I was wrong. Like, I was going by the information I had at the time. But I'll tell you, when uh, I heard that, I'm like, I'm a part of the problem. But I, old, old Christian was a part of the problem. I mean, you know, you were very reassuring to my, to my scared ears at the time because, like, I was freaking out about this for a while. You know, I was yeah. reading all the worst case scenarios, and now it's worse than those. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man. Like, uh, I mean, at the rate we're going, like, we have governors who were like, no, it's fine. Go outside. Uh, I'm not going to shut down my state. I'm not going to shut down my city. And a lot of them are red state governors. And I do have dark thoughts about this where it's like, less red state voters. Maybe maybe we have an actual chance. Yeah, listen, which I is would say terrible. That is a terrible thing. But for thing the fate say. of the human race, Maybe it's going to work out. It's a terrible thing to say. However, like, listen, I'm not that you want to be on their level, but uh, the amount of shit that I've seen online about, like, it's good. It's in the it's in New York where all those liberal Jews are. And I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> liberal, <laughs> sure. But bring Judaism into this. Abraham? Right. Like, 
I got yeah. really shitty about that for some reason. Um, and so it's like, yeah, people are people are setting that same vitriol down to us, and it's like, yeah, you really are in an yeah. epicenter. It's kind of amazing, like. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, like this is a, again just like one of those fucked up thoughts that I have because I have nothing but time on my. I've been in quarantine, you know, with cold and flu-like symptoms for the past week. So I'm just been sitting around. Uh, kind of sucks, man. I'm not gonna lie. Quarantining is not fun. How's it going for you? Because uh, at rough. least you you got you got dogs to entertain you, and you got your wife. Right. You know. Well, Bebo's in a got... cone right now, which is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> like it really is because he's a wild fucking duck. It's fun. At the same time, it's like I'm going stir crazy. Like I want to be outside way more and I'm not. And uh, that's the other thing. It's like you want to get outside because it improves your mental health. But the minute you leave your house, you might be exposed. And I was talking about or this Or exposing day. someone else. It's like that That would be the worst feeling is like the idea. Right. Like, what to if I'm killing people and not knowing? Yeah. yeah, seriously. Uh, like how, how do you think God deals with that? If like, First of all, let's assume God's real. Then yeah. you find out St. Peter's there. He's working the velvet rope of heaven and shit like that. And then he, he lets you know, like, let's look through your life. He's like, damn killed 15 people you're like what no i didn't kill anybody and then he like puts he shows you a narrative of all 15 people that you killed from an innocuous handshake from 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 like nodding at somebody and it's still not yeah. to him you know what i mean like that would that would be fucked up the morality I, of it i think god's fine with it if, if he's real you know he's god's taking an l on this whole thing gotta be honest I yeah like in, in the time it takes him to sneeze like empires rise and fall like god doesn't give a shit God time's lit, isn't it? <laughs> like it really <laughs> changes things. God time's lit, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just like if God's like, uh, one of my minutes, one of your minutes. You just like I don't even know what that means, right? Like Yeah. What, whatever's longer. Because God time is is relative. Like God equals time travel. Oh my god, am I stumbling on something brilliant here? Like in a weird way, like time travel by the laws of physics are completely impossible, right? In theory, you'd have to go as fast as the speed of light in order to move frontwards and backwards, right? So mm -hmm. if if uh, all things are possible through God, is what my Sunday school tried to tell me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just wonder, like, is there a crossover Which, here? Can we make the first 150 million Christopher Nolan faith-based sci-fi film? I mean, I wish, man. Like, cause it, when when Sunday school teachers bring up that question, cause my parents never took me to church, but I used to visit kids who went to church, and I would have to like go to church with them sometimes, or if I visited my grandparents, and I heard that same line from Sunday school teachers where they're like, uh, "All things are possible through God," and it's like, "Speed of light? Could light? Could God make a light that was faster than the speed of light? Could God make a burrito so big?" That even he couldn't eat it like second, these are the questions one went immediately to burritos i was like all right the first one that's just philosophical <laughs> that's like a superman flash question but with god and then you took it to burritos immediately uh, well, but, I'm, well i'm bringing it back is. home you know yeah. it's it's what we 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 never talk about burritos and our podcast is called where's my this so is like the sponsors. great the yeah, yeah <laughs> this is the great lie of our podcast when i tell people the name i'm like it's called where's my burrito they're like oh is it about like food and i'm like you don't really talk about food and they're Should like, what is it about? about? And I'm like, that's a hard question to answer. You want to talk about food? We can talk about food. Like, cause I'm, mm, I'm fascinated not, by food, you know? Not like, really. I mean, well, we can like, dude, I, I love, uh, food channels. Like uh, Bon Appetit yeah, you came on over YouTube. To my house once and was just like, we're putting Chef's Table on and just put Chef's Table on. Like there was, was no great though, right? It was wonderful, but you didn't wait for permission or consent. You just like, this is happening and put it on. 
Because when you tell somebody, oh, it's Chef's Table and it's about chefs, people are like, okay, fine. That's like a million other shows. But Chef's Table is just so good, man. Just it feels like Werner Herzog making a cooking show. It's kind of what it feels art. like. I mean, it's the same guy who did Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh. So. Good for him. Good for us. Good I'm, for America. I'm talking about Jiro. Good for him. That's a, oh. That's a yeah. life well lived. Is he still fucking around? Did he die since mm-hmm. that? No, he's still alive. He's like 95 or something. He's still oh, working in his restaurant. Making that sushi stuff. God damn. Yeah, he's going to outlive us all. There's something really beautiful about that. Right when I was getting married, I had this thing and I had to run and go write it down immediately. I was like, there was this, uh, I don't want to say like, oh, an ancient castle, but it was like a couple hundred years old for sure. It used to be a port uh, for like looking at your enemies on the Mediterranean. And it was like mostly in disrepair. And on the side of it, outside of the window that had like iron bars on it still, there was just this one little like piece of reflective material that the sun would hit it. And like, it was the one like fucking like beam of light that was going across all the mountain. And I was like, oh, really blown away by that. And I looked down because all those houses are on mountains. So you can see like people down. And there's just this really old guy who's like 88 years old. And he was tending to the olives that he had in his in his yard like just made personal olives that's fucking nuts to mm-hmm. me. and i was like he's just looking at that thing all the time man like that's his tradition that's like that's beautiful that's like i'll never have anything that beautiful in my whole life and uh yeah watch that guy just be like fuck this I'm well yeah but like, i wish i was living in a metropolis baby well, much like sisyphus you have to hope that jiro is happy and you have to hope that olive guy is cool seeing that reflective surface every day you know what i mean otherwise it's, yeah. it is very sad and tragic you know I made up a whole story. His son left. His wife died. Like I, I, like, but he, I went, but I he has deep. that reflective surface. Yeah, and every day it's the one thing he knows that's it'll be there. And I'm like, oh man, it was yeah. a short story I wrote in my head, like ten minutes before I got married, to the point where I'm like, where's my phone? Like my wife's getting ready and shit like that. I'm like, where's my phone? Like freaking out because I need to find it. So yeah, it's uh, it stuck with me and and Jiro. Oh, that is beautiful, man. Yeah, he dreams of sushi. Okay. He also. What our, our good friend Isaiah Miller hit me up, and all I saw was I got high, and I'm very interested to see what happens. Yeah, uh, he hit me up with the same thing uh, on Instagram, right? So I got real high on my birthday and had the idea of making a slow mixtape. Listen to Tracksuit Boys. Uh, okay, <laughs> I love you, Isaiah, but not in the middle of the show. Okay, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. You know, doing my best. Hope you and your beloveds are safe. Isaiah Miller is just the sweetest human being who's ever lived, you know. What about me? No. What about sweet. me though? You're not sweet. I would never. What about <laughs> What about you is sweet, Max? Let's be real. Let know you, thyself, okay? Like, you know, anyway. you called me Kermit the Frog once. Sweet, sweet frog. He's also a pushover that I don't have any respect for. Like he doesn't respect Jesus. himself. <laughs> like you just you just insulted me way more. <laughs> I play for keeps. That's all I'm saying. Christ, like, what do you that want was me, that was not sweet at all. Speaking of tra- here's my thing: tracksuits as a fashion statement, uh, other than to be like uh, dollhouse versions of real human beings in Wes Anderson movies or showing up in like The Sopranos. Is that really like a viable uh, option for clothing? I mean, like- <laughs> there's also Russians, man. I mean, like you, you self-identify as a Russian when you wear like Adidas clothing. Like there's a 50% <laughs> chance you? you're either like an, a mobster or a Russian. Yeah. But you don't know this athlete, is a thing. But not an athlete is my point. Like, no, like, like just a fucking like piece of shit, vodka swilling, hangs out with bears in his free time Russian. 
Like that's what they do, man. But why the tracksuit? Like what? what, what I'm not fucking Russian, man. I wish I knew. This is like one of the eternal questions that I've had about like Russians yeah, for a long time. Chicken egg. <laughs> like and my my boss, my boss used to, uh, or the boss I had uh, was Russian, um, but he grew up in Paris, so he couldn't answer that question for me. That's always like, really fascinating to me. I knew, I knew uh, like a Dominican who went to school in Russia, and it's just like, uh, how did this, how does that work when the cultural things are so very different? You know, you grow up, your your nationality is one thing, but your your culture ends up being something else. You know, I mean, I guess it's not totally different. I mean, the like Puerto Ricans are Puerto Ricans, but we're also American <laughs> citizens. But unless you're born in PR, it's very different. Like, I feel like I'm an American. You know what I mean? So I actually, I actually have a. F- a food question for you uh related to puerto rico like i i know what mexican food is what is puerto rican food like what's specific to puerto rican culture Uh, like because i know like even cuban food too but not so much puerto rico right right i mean the thing is like it's kind of amalgam of like what a lot of people do like mexicans use rice and beans we use right we do all that we have a lot more seafood options as well just because we are an island so we are going to have more seafood options than mexico i know mexico has a lot of seafood depending on the coast and stuff like that but like mexico city isn't on a coast it's really inland and shit like that so it's a little bit different um so it's just a lot of that stuff i mean like tostones which are plantains crushed and fried but i can't i don't think that that's exclusive to us either like we we definitely have our hands on a lot of the cultural uh because dominicans do that too right and right like well, we have a others. beef here that Dominicans and Puerto Ricans don't want to admit this, but like we basically the same. Like we're we're Spanish, right. Taínos, and fucking Africans. Like mm, we're the same, but we mm. pretend like we're beefing. Uh, and I've always said that that's because like everyone hates Puerto Ricans because Puerto Ricans are American citizens. So they like they get they they get the the shame of being Spanish in the world. You know what I mean? But but they also get like a social security card. So like uh, Dominicans hate that shit. Mexicans hate that shit. Like everyone looks at us being like, you're not really Spanish. And I think it's this like weird battle that we have. It is hierarchy and fucking like, you know, like if I can get like, you're not Spanish enough. Like all the time. But also like there's, there's different levels. It's like Puerto Ricans have problems with Cubans because Cubans like, they got the benefit of running away from a dictator and the minute anyone else does that they're just like nope not not you gotta come through the legal way you know what i'm saying <laughs> but like there's this constant battle between like the, oh you think you're better than everyone no you think you're better than everyone and everyone's just being an asshole like from afar right. everyone's stupid <laughs> like we all speak the same language i don't know why they're southern but you know like they they all speak the same <laughs> <laughs> there are Puerto Rican rednecks. If you go into the mountains, I'm not even kidding. Like mullets, like fucking pickup truck, like really? everything you associate with rednecks exists in PR. Uh, it's fascinating, actually. Just like some trailer park boys, but they're Puerto Rican. It's amazing. They're nice people. I mean, from what I've met, I, I just, I'm not hanging out with them 24 seven. But I mean, anything other than a white redneck is fine with me. It's just white redneck. I, I assume there's going to be some danger there. You told the story racist on, danger. on the podcast, I'm so sure, but it's like once you and your dad got lost and you were picked up by Redneck, it was perfectly fine. You said nothing weird happened, but just his mere existence in the world was enough to shatter you as a kid or something? Uh, Well, there's a couple of instances, run-ins with Rednecks, because in Florida, you're just going to run into them sometimes. But yeah, like uh, there's a, uh, a river by my house, the Alifier River. And, you know, you had to walk through some backyards, but I went there with my dad once and we got lost as fuck. And like this, this redneck 
and like we were deep in the woods like no sign of civilization no cars going by like deep in the fucking wilderness and uh this this redneck in a fucking golf cart like rolled up on the trail and he's like you fellas lost and uh fucking like took us to his little redneck village in the woods and it was like just a couple of like old rvs that didn't look like they'd been moved in years like not even rvs like truck attachments i don't know what you'd call that yeah but um yeah they were all just hanging out there in the woods that's like a different level of redneck though that's not even a redneck i don't think that's more like a homeless person weird to me is like the people who are like the the rona people who are like i've waited my whole life for this (laughs) right like they they, know the preppers yeah like in a weird way like yeah they seem vindicated right now they seem like they're gonna be fine and good for them you know Mm. but i just think that like there is a level of people who are city people like which for better or for worse we are city people that like we even though we we lived in florida and we were not afraid of the woods or whatever there's a difference between being like in the woods at night and then being like deep in the woods at night miles away from civilization or lights like there was a perfect darkness in the woods at night and this mm-hmm. cacophony of fucking wildlife all around you and it gets horrifying really quickly you know and it's yeah like, i love it it's great are you all about that you, you yeah know? no i've i do fucking love and i love like uh i love camping and stuff um and like and i'm not even just talking about like the whole going out with your friends and getting drunk around a campfire camping which is fun too uh, but yeah, I like being out like in the woods and hearing like animals shrieking and uh, spooky tree sounds and stuff. It's great. It really sparks up my imagination. I don't sleep that well because I'm terrified the whole time. Right. And it's being out in the elements. And it's like, this is what mankind was meant to get away from. It's just a nice uh, reminder. Yeah. The one reminder I have of that is a Beer Can <laughs> Island story, which is decidedly not a great story. And I think it's filled mm-hmm. of us by pure necessity submerging 90% of our bodies into toxic water. Like the more I think about that, like that's the Tico power plant. There was like a power plant right by where Jackson, our friend lived. And like, Oh, it was, it was like, a water treatment plant, Bubby. That wasn't sure? toxic. You're are good. You yeah. sure? It was so yeah. hot. The water was boiling. It was so. Yeah. That's scary. why the, that's why the manatees hang out there is because it's warm, really warm water, but it's not uh it's just clean water. Man. I <laughs> grew a third arm. What if I told you? Like, <laughs> this like what? <laughs> uh it's like that spider-man storyline in the comics when he grows like four other arms oh dude they should have stuck with that that would have been funny and then he like the rest of the time when he's peter parker he just has to hide the arms all the time it's just like a comedy routine when we talk about comic book heroes and stuff like that like it is amazing the kind of thing that like okay we'll give you the powers of a spider but we got to keep that shit anthropomorphic because if they literally gave him eight fucking you know, limbs that'd be horrifying if batman literally resembled a fucking vampire bat you would lose right. shit. like it's amazing and they, they do they play that. with that right because you got man bat who right. is literally a man across with a bat which you know? You, you know what like here's my thing every time we've talked about that character like we're always like fucking what a dumb idea but the truth is that's kind of like a brilliant like a stroke of genius that yeah. has a dumb name because well, it so we, mess with it. we were talking about um arkham knight and how you haven't played it and not to spoil anything but they do really good stuff with man bat that's one of the side missions and it's like a jump scare that's legitimately effective like you'll just be like zooming up to one of the buildings and random encounter like a battle just go and then you'll have to like fucking track it and you like track down his lab and it's like this tragic story or whatever but originally it was just a guy that was fused with a bat you know because they're like ah animal plus criminal yeah what else do you need (laughs) story (laughs) that's it (laughs) I love that. Animal plus criminal. 
And like they just depended on future writers to fill in those gaps and make it fucking compelling. But like that's all it was for a while. That's incredible. Yeah, the depravity of a criminal, the everything else ugly about an animal. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. What about a spider mixed with a man? What about an octopus also mixed with a man? Well, it just became that thing where we think we think about the the spooky ookies in our world and we're like, put put with a man. <laughs> like that's all you have to do, man. <laughs> like because like even like uh like like shocker, right? Like they're all like manifestations of like, oh, that's an electric eel. Like that's like right. this thing that we're scared of. Uh octopuses are creepy. Uh squids, right? Alan Moore puts a squid and watchmen. Like they're all they're all the spooky ookies. Have there been a crab man? crabs are spooky. oh dude i am so sure there has been i mean you're the resident comics expert i just know about spider-man and batman because i played their video games the real education video games. i mean well i also when i was growing up i had this spider-man compendium where it was like a you know the encyclopedia of spider-man because i was like into those spider-man movies i do want to come at you by the way you made a claim the other day i don't know if it was on an episode of something but it really pissed me off but you were just oh. like sonic is a fucking clone sonic is a bullshit copycat of mario and then after you said that i want you to know that i spent the next four hours no lie reading everything that's ever happened in the development of the sonic character from 1988 to now and I was like really offended, very offended at you for saying that. Did you even own a Sega Genesis? Did you? Did you? Fuck you, Max. You goddamn usurper. Well, see, that, that's always your appealed authority when it comes to video games. And okay, fair, but again, as <laughs> I said you, in that fair. previous episode, but as I said in that previous episode, like I grew up going to other kids' houses and we played video games. So like right. through that, I got my video game education. Sure. Like, I played most of the greats, aside from like, ocarina of time i've still never played but that's, like that's, you that's know one's great yeah no i just i'm just coming at you from the idea that like yes the decision was like we need a mascot in the same way we need the mario is a mascot that was the only real similarity like the i games don't rest play my case but they don't play similarly they didn't do any of the same things like it did stuff that mario's never done and, and so on and so forth it's By the way, mario scroller it's just faster okay but that's everything right like uh everything that's ever a side scroller is just Mario, is what you're saying. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Including Zelda 2, which is a side-scroller. I am a video game historian. Yeah, you're a purist. And some would say <laughs> an expert. And uh, my research has concluded they? that Sonic is bullshit. Sonic's pretty cool, man. He's I've never seen a hedgehog move that fast. Well, be, he rolls. That's the only way he moves fast. He rolls. Seems or like it would be painful. when he wears shoes. He wears like red shoes, like Michael Jackson Thriller shoes. Who made those shoes? Michael Jackson Thriller. Michael Jackson made those shoes well, for Sonic? No, it's not even Thriller. I think it's Beat It. They, they definitely modeled his shoes on Michael Jackson. That's the thing. They, they, went at, they were like, who's the sexiest people in 1988? Michael Jackson first on the list. And then they right. tried to model it. Well, dude, they said his attitude was based on Bill Clinton. Like, that's how fucking amazing the, the story of Sonic is. They're just like, take the raw, pure sexual energy of a Michael Jackson and the right. suave, can-do attitude of a Bill Clinton and Sonic the Hedgehog. It's the amazing. sex appeal of Michael Jackson with the swagger of Bill Clinton fused into one very fast hedgehog. And then you got the greatest, I think, character in the Western canon. I, uh, books, movies, anything. Like, 
you do say that about a lot of characters, but this time I believe it. You know. Well, I just mean like, what are we what are we talking about with Mario? When we th- when we think about Mario, he's a fucking Italian plumber. They've never expanded his story. You don't. He's know a anything. racist Italian stereotype that never fixes any plumbing, but he does travel by plumbing. But so. I say all the time that my issue with that is much like Indiana Jones. Like, when does he just like? I'm a fuck. I'm a professor. Like, I'm supposed to be in the classroom. Like in the same way, like this princess gets right. kidnapped every fucking game. He's like, I am behind on putting pipes into this wall and you're fucking with me princess after a while like you gotta wonder like why is there no governing force or body in the mario universe why is it up to a plumber to to take on this responsibility is this in his home world or is this in another dimension that he travels to when you start like the bob hoskins film yeah when you start pulling the fucking the thread here of the mario universe it starts unraveling you know what i mean because like i i do love like the lunacy of it though like the pure lunacy of like combining all these disparate elements because like break down like the because we accept it now as like fact but like mario is this uh, italian plumber with his brother who never does any plumbing there's like magic mushroom men there's a turtle that's also a dinosaur that breathes fire right yeah that's uh and then there's a princess so we're in a monarchy yeah but we never i mean it we've never seen like the king or the queen like she's an autonomous princess and if that's the case she would be queen peach but they don't address that there's also yoshi which like that's a fucking where, dinosaur. <laughs> that's where this goes a bit too far for you. Yeah, I mean, man and dinosaur were not meant to be at the same time, man. Which I, you know, to the, to the movie's credit, they get into that, you know. Right. Instead do of you, evolving from apes, we evolve from dinos. Do you think that uh, the Flintstones ever intended for that to be such a sticking point for people? <laughs> like, man and dinosaurs did not walk at the same time. I don't know if Flintstones did it. <laughs> like, they were historically <laughs> accurate at the time. People, like, they, like, you know, when we greenlit the Flintstones, we hired the best in the business, right? Right. All the best consultants. <laughs> I want this to be as accurate scientifically as possible. I want to use so, all the best 1961 science that we have about dinosaurs. So according to the fossil records, dinosaurs were often used in replacement for household appliances and common goods. They held the toilet paper. They powered the washing machine. Sometimes they were the washing machine. They weren't upset about their lot in life being a subjected uh, you know, group? No, nah, they were just like, it's a living. <laughs> Which I guess, like, is the best you can hope for. Because <laughs> even back then, men were fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Man was, yeah. was, was ruling with an iron fist. and just I don't know if it was, like, a, a family guy bit where it was, like, the toilet was a, was a dinosaur. And he goes, eh, it's a living. That's a bad living. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that... To, I don't want to tell him how to feel about his life, but I think it's better to like live on your feet than die on your knees. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we, what are we, what are we doing here? I mean, it's ca- capitalism, man. That's that's where it leads us, you know. Right, and as we know, even in fucking bedrock times, two weeks without an influx of bedrock cash, like it all goes to shit. Where's that Sims or fucking Flintstones like story arc where there's like a strike where there's like a fucking coronavirus in bedrock and like everything shutters, like Barney Rebels destitute, like uh, uh, what's 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 Barney's Betty, Betty, right? Betty Rubble, Betty Betty Rubble, Barney Rubble, Betty Rubble, Fred Flintstone. Wilma, right? Bam Bam, 
Bam Bam, Pebbles. Pebbles. Dino. Dino. Dino's the one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. Explain yourself. He's the one, dude. He's like... <laughs> uh, As opposed to like, <laughs> like a part of something, he's the one. I mean, like, he was yeah. the Joey of that, uh, of that show. He could have easily spun off into Dino. The, the Joey, like the Friends Joey? Yeah, the, the Tribbiani. Could have easily well. spun off and had a failed sitcom that got canceled after like one season. But the season. difference is that Dino had pathos, you know? Like, you could have done something with him. Uh, you know, like he breaks free from his oppressive master. You could even have him final episode of Flintstones. He kills the whole family. Just oh, wow. Becomes a fugitive ripoff, but with Dino, we find oh uh, you know Bam Bam's grown up. Somehow he's the cop on the case, despite the glaring conflict of interest. He's and hunting him down. Didn't we do a bit him. like this recently? Like, or no, that was with the Jetsons, where um, yeah, his boy Elroy goes yeah. down to the Flintstones world, and he becomes like this hardened like leader of the resistance. Right. Yeah. There's the sky people. It's like you skyless piece of shit. <laughs> because if you lived in the clouds, you were high. right. You were the oppressors. You were the one percent. <laughs> yeah, it's harder to do with the Flintstones, you know, because it's not as futuristic. So you just got to make it about the animal yeah, rights thing. Because I think, like, if you look back, it's like in 20, 20 years, thirty years, it's gonna be really interesting to see how we feel about like zoos. Even we've talked about this before. Like the whole blackfish moved the needle on how we feel about like Sea World and, and animal rights in the aquatic mm-hmm. industry for some reason. But we haven't quite got there with right. zoos. But they're like non-aquatic animals. Fuck them. Who cares? Dude, I told you when I go to the LA Zoo, right? It's one of the walking things. You can go to the old LA Zoo, and they still have the mm. cages there from where they. It's have way more like, abusive, right? It's fucked up. There's so they're so tiny, and you're like, you can't put animals in, like, and that's that's my big gripe with it. Is just like same thing with like a fish. Now you put a fish yeah. in, in a in a uh, aquarium, right? Like it feels wrong because it can only swim so. Well, I've heard that some fish actually freak out if you put them in too big of an aquarium. I actually, I I watch, you know, like getting into things that I watch uh, during these Corona times, um, subscribe to this YouTube channel called uh, Flew the Flower Horn. And it's just this dude who makes these filterless tanks and builds like, you know, fucking like plants and stuff and uh, puts a little fish in there. It's like the most relaxing fucking channel I've ever seen in my life. He just plays like this nice music and just gives little updates on how the fish is doing and how this little shrimp is doing. And they like have like arcs and stuff. It'll like be like a weekly update on like, oh, like this fish, uh, Jerry. Right, they have arcs. What? Yeah, He's they have like, like actual story arcs. Like there's this one fish who has this tragic story arc where like what? his entire family died. Oh my God. And he almost, he almost didn't make it because he was transferred to another tank. But like he's become super reclusive. He used to be a very social fish. And now he just hides out in the weeds and occasionally peeks out. Oh. Yeah. God, it's very was, dramatic, man. That was man. a real Luke Skywalker. Like he wanted to go to the fish academy and his uncle said no. And then he went to go visit the mentor and he came back and the whole family was dead. And you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I'm about dude. to go to that cantina, man. Like that fish is about to go places. So much drama, you know, so much fish drama that I didn't know was happening. And that's something that, like, I think about all the time in the animal kingdom, just the amount of, like, drama, the Shakespearean narratives that are being played <laughs> out every day to yeah. eyes that cannot comprehend them, you know? What about, like, less serious, uh, more like, uh, like, like Alicia Silverstone and Clueless beefs that are going down all the time? <laughs> like, real superficial dramas that are happening in the animal kingdom. I mean, stuff like that too, yeah. Like, right. or, or just like, you know, like hilarious shit. Like, you know, I'm sure like 
every day there's something fucking hilarious that happens to animals and they don't have enough self-awareness to know it's funny you know like a monkey just like (laughs) like like a monkey just gets real excited about like a banana or something hits his head on a low branch flips around doesn't find it fun does he doesn't have the wherewithal to understand yeah he's just like that hurt fuck do you think his homies they get it though like they think it's funny yeah, I watched close. this. I watched this video of of monkeys reacting to magic, and they loved it, dude. They were freaking I, I out. See, what scares me about that is like, I like <laughs> a monkey will rip your face off. Like you can't do the <laughs> nose thing <laughs> with a monkey. <laughs> so when you see magic, I'm like, I don't <laughs> know this. And he takes your nose sorcery. literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh got monkey, your nose, buddy. <laughs> if a monkey believes in sorcery, that is that's how it ends for us as a society if a monkey right. believes in magic like because we always say all the time that if it's indistinguishable between magic like if science is indistinguish- indistinguishable between magic like oh my god right it's the same thing it's like a fucking monkey if he if he sees that he's like well that shouldn't be possible and then he's like i'm gonna put a lab coat on and just becomes right. a genius just but- cut to one week later and he's fucking curing cancer that would be lit i think we would kill that fucking monkey but like we can't let people know this monkey did in a week what we couldn't do as a people people would lose all hope if they knew yeah because that's like the last thing we need man we do not need like a fucking animal to an surpass us in intelligence yeah. and, like a threat to our global dominance like we've got enough going on right now one thing at a time christ yeah the monkeys are the one that we i think that we're like we're more prepared for them because we know that we're very similar to them yeah. but i i'm more worried about the, it being like octopi or something. like something yeah. super alien to us because like we also have those planet of the apes movies to lean on like we've been ready mentally for that we can understand that but if yeah. it's something that doesn't have a face we can recognize Again, it's just like that this. super colony of ants. We've Fuck. talked about this before, which is like it's really amazing to me that before we really settled on the primate gene, like we were in the water because we all were, right? That's the source, as it were. And we flirted with that aquatic gene, man. And it really freaks me out that like dolphins and fucking octopi we're both like oh maybe we're gonna do that <laughs> like evolutionarily yeah. and it's like can you imagine like an octopus on the moon like i kind of want to make that alternative history movie just like everything <laughs> but with octopi <laughs> like christopher right. columbus octopi galileo <laughs> octopi just go down the fucking greatest hits but with an mm-hmm. octopus like that's what i'm about though it'd be scarier than the regulars but would it know? be because again it's about frame of reference like like that thing i really like about the planet of the apes movies is like you're so you're so you're so damn ugly <laughs> like it's the yeah. idea that like are, are much like i the beholder twilight zone like our standards of beauty are predicated on the fact that we need to recognize patterns our primate brains go like oh yes when you see something that looks like us you know what i mean yeah. uh, so it's like if we were octo- if we were all octopi maybe be like that's beautiful man look at those tentacles look at that oh beautiful. yeah if i was an octopus then i'd be all about it i'd be super into other octopi and stuff and like you know not threatened by them and their weird beaks at all but as a regular man that's uh what happened there because it's like i always say my joke is that spiders prove that satan exists but let's be perfectly clear octopus are way scarier uh but i don't deal with them on an everyday basis right and spiders are actually helpful too but it's like they're just unnatural with how they move so it fucks it's the movement that scares me and it's not their fault my friend rebecca gets on me all the time she's like that's fauna and flora you can't kill them i'm like i can i will like i I, I, i'm not fucking with that 
I'm not saying that I'm not afraid of spiders, but I, like I think all of us probably have some irrational fear of them because they they literally use like fucking liquid in their limbs to move. They don't have right. like bones like we do. It's just like pumping liquid in their legs to move all weird and shit. Yeah. But like I, I have been like slowly desensitizing myself to spiders. I subscribe to the spider subreddit and it's just pictures of spiders. And I just open up just page and just go through it, stare at them until it doesn't look weird to me anymore. They start to look like, kind of cute. The thing is, I believe this, by the way. It's just like yeah, this is in the morning. I do. You're, you just finished crying over that elephant video, and you're like, all right, now what? Spider time. And you're just looking at all you know, eight eyes. I fucking, I work nights. Like, what else am I going to do, man? Oh, man? I'm watching videos about fish enough to know what their lives are. <laughs> These are not short videos either. I mean, evolutionarily, the thing that's so scary is that octopus looks like a spider, but has the beak of a fucking like bird. Mm -hmm. And we know that birds are dinosaurs, and and like, it, it's it's really it's a nice, interesting pish, or mishmash of everything, you know. Yeah, for some reason, octopi, octopi are weirder to me than squids, and squids are weird too. I don't know why I draw that line. It's just more like the big lumpy head attached to like the spidery legs or whatever at least a squid like aerodynamically makes sense even though it's not <laughs> passing through air you know what i mean right. yeah no i i totally agree it's it's the way that the legs move with an octopus and yeah. the, the fact that like they're so smart like that's what scares me a squid is yeah. basically a jellyfish it's like bleh, like it's got one single it's cell like, going on <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but every with that octopus is doing fucking goodwill hunting equations in his head you know he's always like so the, the squids are just like the ben affleck's yeah. of the fucking cephalopod kingdom one day i hope you're not gonna be here you know like that's all that's going on just him talking to the fucking octopus matt damon <laughs> <laughs> and he never does, dude. Like it's, and I just think it's so fucked up that, like, clearly Casey Affleck's a jellyfish. Do you think, like, much like, uh, much like Alexander Hamilton was given money by strangers to go to the New World, that one mm. day there will be like that Lapita Nyong'o uh, from us octopus, who like everyone in the sea, like sharks, whales, fucking uh, sea anemones, seaweed. Everyone's like, go get him, Chuck, and like Chuck is the one octopus to like breach the land and walk upright like man and shit yeah. like that like and just inspires all the sea creatures to just fucking take over well again it's like you know we talk about like cortez burning the boat like cortez mass murderer but burning the boats might be the coolest thing i've ever heard in all of history in terms of like we're not going back we either make this work or we're gonna die you know what i mean yeah. uh, and it's just like i mean they could have used that lumber at least man <laughs> it just seems a little wasteful all right sure he's not a conservative fine all right like i get it the most convincing case against liberalism ever Hernan cortez like he like he lights all the boats on fire and then his chief is just like yeah we now we got to build like these houses out of trees we got to cut them down like i feel like you should have asked somebody before you did this why didn't you advise me you're my advisor and what you find you... out he's the, he's the seventh advisor he's killed the last six advisors it's just like cut to like pan over to like a pile of dead advisors right next to him and he let them on fire too so they're just smoldering. <laughs> you really love fire huh Seems yeah like you're you want a great. yes man i gotta be honest <laughs> so uh, <laughs> sure let's uh, let's burn the boats uh, all right well we'll just start chopping down some trees i guess and building some places to live I'm just saying, like, if, if if the sea wants to really compete with us, right, if, if, the, if the 
right now we are in the crux of like, holy shit, how are we going to handle this pandemic that's happening? And if mm-hmm. that happened and then Octopus also just said like, fuck it, it's our time. Like, oh my God, kill me. Just fucking kill me. I don't want to live in that world, man. Like, Yeah, like, well, it's this thing where like anytime I see articles about something other than coronavirus, like you haven't, you know, you're all worried about coronavirus, but you haven't thought about this other impending threat. And I'm just like, fuck off, threats. Yeah, like someone, I just read this. Someone sent me one about asteroids, and I'm just like, eh. like I. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about anything. I'm literally stuck in my apartment right now. Like I'm under fucking quarantine shit. Like I can't. I can't help the fish because I saw an article on Vice or something that was like, "What this is what's gonna happen when the last fish in the ocean dies." And then subtitle: "It's closer than you think." And I was like, I can't do anything about this, but worry about it. Do you think? Let me so ask I'm just going to keep watching like my little fish tank videos. Do you think just the problems the ocean's okay. that are created by man can inherently been, be solved by man? I think the problem that we have is that we keep thinking like anytime a crisis arises, we rise to the occasion to ha- find a solution or whatever. Uh, yeah. And I think it's like, obviously, we're playing with house money. We keep, like, lucking out. We fail upwards. Eventually, that's going to run out. But do you think that's literally what it is? It's just the fact that, like, we are humans. Every problem that's been thrown to us in human history, we have found a way to survive. Uh, and so we just don't take shit seriously? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things that also in human nature where it's like we can't understand, like, maybe the human brain just isn't built to comprehend a threat until it's a little too late. And then we are very good at picking up whatever pieces are left by us not taking something seriously enough and making some lemonade out of those lemons. But like the coronavirus, perfect example, like we're still seeing it with people like not taking it seriously, going on spring break, just being like, ah, they're just overblowing it. It's not a big deal. And then they come back and they fucking test positive for coronavirus, get an entire bus sick, kill their fucking aunts and uncles. Like maybe the human brain just can't fucking handle that shit. I don't know. But the thing is, is like, we don't band together and we don't like collectively move on things until it's too late. Now I think there's honestly just too many of us to affect positive change because there's always going to be that other side that says, no, this research over here says that it's actually not a big deal. And it's like, I don't know, man. It sends me down a rabbit hole. I got to yeah, stop yeah, myself yeah. right there. I guess my thing is like evolutionarily is that our detriment. We have now evolved and it's weird because we don't see evolution in our lifetimes or even in hundreds of years, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I think we see social evolution happen. Like, and, and we can just look at our lifetimes. I remember being a kid and the internet was not a thing. Like I remember yeah. when my dad installed AOL and the first time we ever heard welcome, you know, and it was like, holy shit. Like, so like everything has changed so quickly. I think we see evolution on this micro scale and it's like, do you think because of the last 25 years specifically, the way that we have been dealt with information, more importantly, the way that we've been dealt false information, that that has literally made some changes in our brain. (laughs) Like everyone Mm -hmm. born after a certain point is now, it comes with, it's a new iPhone model. They come with that new chip uh, of human evolution. Yeah. I mean, just think about like the amount of like, on screen time that we have like just you and me and we're probably not nearly as bad as a lot of people right just like the amount of time we spend staring at a screen and there's plenty of research to tell you that like doing that decreases empathy um makes you more depressed makes you more anxious uh makes your attention span worse like i've felt my attention span get worse over the last like few years 
Right. And it's like something that's like you need to force yourself away from. And if we spend the next 100, 200, 300 years just surrounded by screens all the fucking time, what does that do to our brains over time? I don't right. know. Meanwhile, the fucking Evolution. octopi, they, they got screens in the ocean. Like they're Hell just going to no. get better, man. You know? Yeah. And, uh, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. And really, we should take bets on which animal is going to emerge. Because again, bonobos right you figure those fuckers bonobos rather they're they're gonna come and they're gonna do it because they're like us but i think that's just again it's hubris we want to think that the only thing that could take us out is that thing which brings me back to the asteroid thing i literally heard something nasa's just like yeah there's some fucking asteroids out there i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some fucking like it's the one guy with his arms crossed just sitting in the corner of the room while everybody's freaking out about coronavirus like yeah there's some asteroids out there yes and i've been trying to tell you for like a month and nobody the speaker of nasa comes out (laughs) he's wearing a flannel shirt he's just being all shitty about it yeah there's some asteroids uh fine don't pay attention to me like you'll see it's okay it's fine. I, I'm just going to die. You I'm know, really worried about it. They broke down, and I watched this video about it that's like the size of the asteroid. If it was comparable to, like, oh, if it was the size of Rhode Island, if it was the size yeah. of Texas. And oh my God, <laughs> like, uh, shit gets real bad. Anything above Rhode Island, dude, it <laughs> gets real bad. I mean, it's going to get bad no matter what. Like, imagine if like an asteroid literally hit land. That's something we freak out about all the time because the, the expulsion of dirt would be like, oh, shit, it would cover, it'd be a greenhouse thing going on. But if it mm-hmm. hits uh, the ocean, I mean, massive tidal wave, right? Like, I saw There's really no good movie. place for it to hit, yeah. Maybe Antarctica? Yeah, well, wouldn't that just, like, melt the ice caps? Shit, yeah, because it's going to be hot <laughs> when it comes to Siberia, in. maybe? Like, or, like, just right, the Sahara? Right, that's just cold. That's not near anything. Uh, the Sahara, yeah. right? Yeah, like, just cover the sand with more sand. Probably get some sick sand art out of it because it would melt the sand. <laughs> You know, like when lightning hits the beach, that'd be dope, dude. Yeah, and we could all live in like some like glass houses, you know, out in the Sahara. Have you ever seen those? Like, it's a South American tribe, I believe, who do. If you look at their shit from a bird's eye view, they have like these intricate like spider designs or like butterflies and shit like that. And they don't really know how they made them. I mean, I've seen that shit, man. It's dope. It's pretty cool. Is all. It's like those people who make crop circles, man. Like the amount of planning uh it goes into that, that you know can i just tell you like as a kid that was the one that caught my imagination so hard that when they debunked yeah. that i got real depressed for a minute not that i wanted <laughs> like aliens. there is no magic in the world <laughs> but exactly like i was like wow something that's truly unexplained i think that's the thing our minds initially that's why like i like writing a magical realism because for me it's like we exist in a world where these things may exist but mm-hmm. we don't confirm or deny. And I like that right. in-between world uh, because our minds are so predisposed <laughs> to immediately try to debunk anything that's beyond explanation. We immediately try to apply meaning to it. So I thought it was like, oh my God, they can't prove what this is. It's happening all over the world. And now uh, just a couple dudes, you know, it's like those <laughs> asteroids, co- they're out there. <laughs> and like with the lowest tech form of doing it too, they would just get like a stick tied to a rope and then press down on the stick to press down the crops. Right, man. M. Night made a whole movie about that. That's how yeah. big that was for a minute. Like, it's like the signs are not just crop circles. They're also signs from God. <laughs> that wasn't what that movie was about. I'm so angry. I mean, it kind of was. I mean, it, it was. absolutely was. Like, oh, swing away, Meryl. No. He finds his face. It was about a guy who'd lost his face. Well, it's not about the crop died. circles being the signs, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, No, not the signs from God. Okay, okay. Yeah, but like the signs, because you see the poster and it's a crop circle design. Right. 
And it's like, yeah. those are the signs. The G was the... signs of alien life. Yeah. But then it's really about signs of Mel Gibson's faith. We've talked about this a bunch, uh, which is like how we would personally react to a little gray boy. But like, I mean, even if we got the most rudimentary, like let's, let's take away Mars attacks. Let's take away that we're going to have Jack Nicholson as the president greeting uh, a convoy of Martians. But like, let's say we had any actual confirmation. Let's say lights in the sky appeared over New York tonight. Uh, yeah. I mean, mass hysteria on a level we've never seen, right? Because it, it then poses an existential like just clusterfuck because even people who are like you're religious and you're like oh jesus take the wheel jesus didn't talk about little gray people showing up in the sky you know like i i just i don't know i feel like all the all the things that tie society together which is the subjective belief and consequence immediately goes away because like aliens don't believe in law and order as long as we know they may be like really into law and order the show but they don't yeah. they don't abide by our rules man i mean maybe they do you know, maybe they would immediately become law-abiding citizens, and they'd be like, "Hey, how can I get a green card?" How can I get a green card? We got to do it the right way. Seven years yeah. on the waiting list. <laughs> like they're like those Cubans over there came over the right way. I have no right. <laughs> they're fleeing a dictator. Yeah, what if they were fleeing space dictator? Space Fidel was over in space Cuba, and they're like, "We got to get out of there." And once they're on the right. planet, they're citizens. Okay, like we can't do anything about that. I mean, I'd be here for it. Like, I just wonder how many collective catastrophes would we have to suffer through where, like, if aliens showed up at the tail end of all that, we'd just be like, all right, fine, fuck it. Like, we got this. It'd be like, like that's my push. It'd be selling it like a murder house. It'd be like, aliens came, we're like, fucking take the keys. Like, that's fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Good. Yeah, do whatever you want to us. Like, we don't care anymore. I just wanted to, I'm going to lay down over there. Have fun. Go nuts. Terraform the planet. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, if aliens came <laughs> here, they they would probably be in better shape than we were, right? Like, yeah, in theory, so they could probably in, terraform wait, in our better planet. in better shape. What do you? I mean? mean, in better shape, like they mastered interstellar flight, right? Because they're not in our solar system, so they. Oh, I thought you meant like they were working out more, like they were oh, they're, they're, dude, they're less fucking obese swole. than us. These fucking aliens are <laughs> fucking eight-packed aliens, like uh, like they're just a bunch of frat bros. But they, like, they're, they're a bunch of they're instagram influencers their, they're still speaking their alien language but you just know from the body language right. like the high fives the backwards hat the fucking natty Ch- chugging ice, protein like, powder made of human bones these guys are the fucking worst but they're just over there <laughs> they're playing volleyball and shit i wouldn't hate them because they were aliens i would hate them because they're grind mode yeah Oh, yeah, that fucking moron. Sorry. I have a quote-unquote friend who, in the middle of the coronavirus, is just trying to make sure everyone knows that getting swole is the most important thing right now. Uh, what a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, you got to have your priorities in this life, Christian. I, <laughs> I'm really, I think this is me walking on my own. All right, maybe let's not talk about him. Or let's talk about him. I don't know. He's a... Uh, He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a dummy is all I can say. I mean, my thing is this, like imagine being so fucking weird and vapid and empty headed that literally all like you're, you, you equate success with like how many times you go to the gym, you know what I mean? Like uh, about how many bicep curls you can do and shit like that. And anyone who doesn't adhere to that doesn't have your dedication. It's really weird. It's like almost body dysmorphic, in my opinion, when you put that above oh, everything yeah, else. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. Because like post after post from this person is always like, 
If you're making excuses for yourself, then that's on you. You need to hit that level of success by trying every single day. And if you're not, then you're not going to be successful. And it's like, I know for a fact that this person is not successful. I've had a string of failures. I appreciate the optimism, but the whole shaming people for not like having the same weird uh, bodybuilding philosophy as you is uh, fucked up. And I think that when you get super into like any subculture like that, like you, you end up in a bubble. Like if you've ever been on a fitness message board, it's a fucking nightmare because it's just people being like, what are the benefits of grapes? Can I eat uh, grapes on a cut? Is that okay? Hey, I'm trying to bulk up. What's the best way to do that? And then people like body shaming them and shit. Again, I'm, I'm more amazed that like after elephant the piano and after fish arcs, you're then like, I guess I'm going to Reddit to look at workout boards. Like what? No, like I, I, I got really into like uh, fitness and shit when I quit smoking because the thing with like smoking that people don't talk about is when you quit, you get like a crazy fucking like your metabolism gets all weird and like you start like getting super hungry and you usually gain a lot of weight. So at the same time that I quit smoking, I also quit like all carbohydrates, which was not super healthy. And I got super into like going to the gym and being like as physically fit as possible. I've never so been like, a smoker, but I've heard that. My my Jeff used to tell me this, and in, like no exaggeration, he's like, "I had a dream last night. Started smoking cigarettes again. Lost two pounds for each one I smoked." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, because apparently yeah. it really did. Like after he quit smoking, he gained weight because they like it would curb your appetite yeah. and shit like that. And this is a man who, by the way, watching a Knicks game when I was five, six years old, I saw him literally light three cigarettes at the same time and smoke them at the same time because the oh Knicks were God. down by 10. Okay. It was a serious fucking deal. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I got pretty bad with smoking, man. Like I was up to like a pack and a half a day and then I just like stopped like cold good. turkey, which yeah. sucked. Yeah. I mean, definitely like good that I did that, that I stopped. Um, but yeah, uh, point is, a fitness community is the fucking worst. It's a goddamn nightmare rabbit hole. Right. And if you're surrounding yourself with that all the time, and that's all you think about, then you're just getting that echo chamber confirmation that like, yeah, this is normal. This is, this is what success looks like. It's like, no, it's not. This is weird body dysmorphia. Yeah, my, my, again, my thing is just like, I it's fake and if you don't think that people know how fake it is like when you see these people out in the world it really like it's painful yeah uh and i think it's really sad that like your entire self-worth is wrapped up in this thing that no one cares about like you can be fat as fuck doesn't matter you can be the most in shape person in the world what matters is what's between the ears and who you are as a person and like this person is just oh my god like i'm sorry well it's Uh, because like you think that's gonna like fill in all the other gaps in your life i think is what a lot of people fall into it's like well if i'm physically fit then i'm doing it like i'm good like i'm fine like or whatever and that's not the case man like you gotta have a personality too it's like that dude i worked with who like he he didn't have a personality so he got a mustang and like used that to kind of fill in the gaps you know instead of having to being an interesting person just talked about his car all the time it's like that's that. Even like, an, like a terribly interesting car. Get like get like a like a you know like a shitty like eighty Fiat or like a like a like a Chevy Astro or something. Like get a car that is actually yeah. normal as opposed. Yeah, to- I got a twenty sixteen Mustang. You know, and I'm, I'm modding it right now. I got some fucking like eighteen inch rims. It's pretty dope. Uh, I've got a new carburetor and this and that. And it's like, dude, nobody cares. And we would tell him, like, dude, nobody fucking cares. Every day at break, he would talk about his car. 
and nobody was interested. I always, I, that's the all other thing about that is like, I wonder if that's us because like my dad is a total car guy and I like cars, but not like he does. And I don't give a shit. I've never been like, Oh, I got to save up for that dream car. Like it doesn't matter yeah. to me. A car is yeah. the thing that gets me to a place. Like I don't need to care about it that much, but I also wonder if that's like a generational thing because like, yeah, I, don't know I mean, anyone. my dad, my dad's from Michigan. Uh, his, his dad was a tool and die maker um, for General Motors for like 40 years. Like that's a car city, Detroit, obviously. Um, but so your, I'm sure did your I'm dad doing... care? Your dad cared about like motorcycles and shit. I just don't remember if he was a car guy, really. I mean, he was a car guy in that like he he knew about cars, but he like knew what they were. <laughs> yes, automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was definitely a car guy. Like he would get excited anytime he saw like a fucking you know. 72 whatever um like in a movie or something but like i think he just got to a point where he was like you know a dad and he was trying to be practical so he went with the bmw instead of getting a fucking muscle car yeah. or something i do that you know? now with dolores and movies and i'm like ah this is when she's gonna leave me i like i hear myself being my dad i'm like oh that's a 58 chevrolet <laughs> like she's like oh yeah. shut the fuck up <laughs> who cares what car it is like i'm trying to watch the irishman <laughs> Uh, and it's causing some real problems in the marriage is all I'm saying yeah uh, alright man well it's been a long episode but why don't, why, don't we, why don't we end it when we round the bases as it were we'll do a little Malibu homicide we haven't done it in two weeks I think so this, this might be the time to do it um, unless my memory is fucking up last time we were chasing Mr. Clean he crossed over 7th Avenue, which, of course, due to the rules of my probation, I am not allowed to go past. But right. in, in my blind pursuit of justice, I said, fuck it all. Let's go. Uh, and then he sped off while giving me a laundry list of reasons why you don't want to work <laughs> with me anymore. <laughs> so, you know, we're on a great foundational place, you and I. Our relationship's <laughs> good. Um, all right, man. So let's let's start it. I'll start it off. So uh, mm. right now it's a two shot. We're driving and it's real furious, but Mr. Clean is is not in our immediate direction. And I take a moment and I, and I ponder and I say, you know, Max, I just want to say I'm really sorry. Like I'm not proud of who I've been this last decade or so, and uh, I realize that wow. my alcoholism has gotten in the way of my both my professionalism, but also my personal relationships and. I'm really sorry, and I want you to know it's something that in this moment, in the sober dawn of this Tuesday, as we chase this fucking bald freak, that I'm making yeah. changes to my life, man, and I and I hope you can forgive me. You are literally drinking straight whiskey right now. Well, I mean, like, what? I got to have a send-off, you know what I mean? It's like an ex-girlfriend situation. You, you hook up one more time, then you break up. I mean, you just, because you're always going to wonder what it is. Otherwise. You realize that we've had this exact conversation like 12 times in the past year. I don't remember any of that. I feel like that's I know you you don't. embellishing it, man. <laughs> but the point is, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to change here, right? I realize that this guy, he, he's into some dirty stuff, you know? Like, I mean, I, I wish you to realize this before you illegally kicked down his door. Actually, it wasn't illegal. I heard a scream. I said, sounds like probable cause. I kicked in the door. What would you do in the same situation? I mean, he, we're, we're the homicide department. We're, we're homicide detectives. This guy was late on his child support. I'm not even honestly clear why we're going after him at all or what crime has been committed. Okay, you make a really good point. You just want to drop this whole thing? <laughs> like, I, I kind of want to arrest you right now. 
but you ate it and abetted. Like you took me across this, the the Seventh Avenue where I'm not allowed to go. So this is really on your head. You're going down for this, McCarty. You think I'm going oh, down by myself? You son of a bitch. All right, you well, son of a bitch. Well, All right, fine. We'll keep we'll keep trying to find this Mr. Cleanback. How are we even going to find him? Just follow the trail of bubbles. Maybe we that would probably be our... a good call. Yeah. There are a trail of bubbles. Like might as well just. All right, so we follow the we follow the trail of bubbles. There's a lot of bubbles. This is weird. I mean, it's really impractical that it would have a vehicle that gives such a distinctly clear indication of where he's went. Uh, and 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 you know the, what's going on here? This is this is class amateur hour, Mister Clean. Uh, yeah. What's up with this one Helio guy? Can we like dump him off somewhere? Like get him out of the car? Like he's not said a word. He's sleeping. Yeah, I feel like he's not pertinent to the case anymore. <laughs> I just open the door and kick him out. Jesus, the car was moving. Can you not? <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's got a low center of gravity. He'll be totally fine. I'm like, and I literally just watch his body just rolling on the pavement. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. <laughs> uh...